It's time to make something happen where a local conversation makes a global impact. Executive Producer, Altogether Marketing, LLC. Producer, Audrey M. Wiggins. This is a Mason Wiggins Media Group production. Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. I'm Audrey Wiggins, and it is time to make something happen. I'm super excited today about our guest, Kent Swampy Glade, as in Kentucky Glades. And here at MakeSomethingHappen.tv, we take local conversations and make global impacts. And this impact that we're making today with Swampy is surely going to be a global impact as he is all about the environment. And just a little bit about him, he's created, he's been inspired to speak on the environment, emphasizing water as wetlands and Earth Day, which of course is coming up very soon. So we look forward to that. He has lived a never get bored life growing up in an orphanage and Swampy definitely wants to um, you know, share a little bit of you know, your personal life so we really know who we're, we're talking to and, and your inspiration. He's jumped a moving train as a child, um, so have I, but I usually jump when they're on the movies and I jump with the, <laughs> with the jumper. So I'm safe over here. So I'm glad that you survived. And he's also survived um, in, in the 60s, he survived a, um, a head on collision with a 41 ton rock truck and you know God you know saw fit to spare him for such a time as this and Swampy um here you are I'm assuming that the um the truck bed was carrying rocks oh 41 so, times exactly oh my goodness yes so we want to go on and just um get started and want to learn more you've got a your character we want to learn about um, your passion for the environment and how you know you can engage us or how we can you know engage ourselves and, and support the effort where we are. So um, Swamp, you take it away. Okay, thanks so much, Audrey. Great meeting you in Clubhouse. Yes. And uh, yeah, I mean, Clubhouse is for me is transformational. Uh, but yes, my name is Kent Swampingglade. I actually uh, took that name in based on for a while. I evolved into the state of what's called wetlands. And I've actually started a nonprofit recently called Swampy Inc. And like Audrey said, my main focus is uh, the clean water, uh, the importance of that, the scarcity of that. I'll give you an example of that later. And then wetlands protection, wetlands serve so many different functions for us that we a lot of times we just wanna drain them, but they serve as habitats for endangered species, water quality, uh, hurricane buffering, and so many different types. And I'll share that with you a little bit. But yeah, Swampy Inc., I just started that, a 501c3. And uh, let me tell you real quick how I started with Swampy. I created a Swampy character. And it's actually, I started as a Halloween gag because we used to dress up as Halloween characters. So I got involved with wetlands. So I took some plastic, right? And then I painted some blue on it for the waters, brown outside of that for the soils. And then outside I had green for the vegetation. Then I got underneath me, I've got a music box or a sound box, right? So I have all these animal songs <laughs> underneath it, okay? And I crank up the volume, it's like resonates, okay? So then I got in rollerblades. Rollerblades were big back in the day, right, Audrey? Yes, yes. <laughs> and then I had dry ice coming out. And then I had a swampy costume and I had put in, uh, shoulder pads okay so i'm like about six foot two right and then i'm moving slow like a swampy dude you know <laughs> so they said like why don't you take that on the road so i did do that and i got a couple of really funny stories for you all uh but yeah again my main concern uh just like climate wetlands can often become what controversial 
So what I'm trying to leverage is my swampy character. I'm sure you all have heard of Smokey the Bear, okay, as a symbol for force. Uh, I want to do this globally because water is so huge. And I've done podcasts about this. I did a Zoom webinar last year on the 50th anniversary of Earth Day. Uh, but again, clean water is a shortage in a lot of different supplies. Uh, a lot of it have to do with climate change. Uh, again, our wetlands, we're losing those at an astronomical rate, uh, such as the Amazon rainforest. And I uh, was on a, a webinar the other day talking about that and the way it affects indigenous peoples. And then Earth Day, uh, I was a child of the 70s. Okay, and in the 70s, we saw the creation of the US EPA, Environmental Protection Agency, uh, under the Nixon administration, the Clean Air Act, the Clean Water Act. So I've got over 45 years of environmental experience and just great being with you today, just to tell you how each of us can think globally, but act locally. So that's my goal, Audrey. That's that's awesome. That fits right in, you know, with our purpose, <laughs> that local conversation, you know, making a global um, impact. Absolutely. So you um, give us more about um, the wetlands, because I know, you know, I'll read articles in the news, you know, about Brazil and and different areas, um, how we are destroying it, or just you know how I don't you know if it's like evolution or what's going on, and and what can we do in our own backyard? And just just give us like a the real impact that that has on the environment. Okay, yeah. Each state, I've been gone, I've gone uh, all around, uh, the, primarily the United States, looking at all the different wetland systems. Wetlands basically are those areas on the fringe between deep water habitat and upland areas. And a lot of times, if you actually, I used to be involved with called wetland delineation. We would actually have to go through and find out where the delineated line is, what's upland and what's wetland, and how we determine that, Audrey, is looking at the hydrology, what kind of hydrology, the soils. A lot of times the soils will change uh, presence in the absence of oxygen, which is termed anaerobic. And then the third area is, uh, hydrophytes, uh, hydrophytic vegetation, those plants that will grow in areas that are quote unquote stressed. And a couple examples of those, wetlands encompass those areas in oceans or marine systems. Uh, then we get involved with the rivers that discharge into the oceans, i.e. like the Chesapeake Bay. Mm -hmm. And those are areas that are being called estuaries. It's between where fresh water runs into marine water. We look at salinity. Then we look at rivers, and that's called riverine systems. And also we look at lakes. A lot of times you'll see lakes, and then how on the side, you might see like water lilies, okay, or spatter dock. Right. Look kind of, you know, it's just different areas. You don't see these areas. And then uh, even on the East Coast and down South, we have these systems called salt, salt marshes. Mm -hmm. And that's the genus and species is Spartina alternifolia. We have to learn our genus and species, right, as scientists. So we want to, these are precious areas. Again, they're very prone to development because they're the last areas that developers see. So we just want to bring awareness to folks so that they know those habitats exist for fish and wildlife habitat, okay, and also to combat climate change. Right. And so when you, you're talking about non-developers, sometimes they want to develop land, they want to put condos and shopping centers, you know, the impact of that, and also, do they actually, you know, last um, on those with those that kind of foundation? What it takes to even fill in a, a swampy, you know, you know, a wetland area? 
Yeah, and a good classic example is like in the Florida, uh, and again, countries throughout the world, we have what's something called mangrove forests. Mm-hmm. And we have like black mangroves and they grow right on the edge of the land and the ocean. And a lot of times they want to, you know, take those out for condos. Mm-hmm. Well, they've done that to a certain extent that it disturbs that fragile mangrove habitat because you have a lot of fishes, okay, that swim in there, a lot of little organized organisms, uh, saltwater, uh, in between freshwater and saltwater animals that can live like that. But once you remove that, then you remove another species in the food chain. And we need to, the A, I didn't tell you all also what swampy, it's actually, it's, it's an acronym, Audrey. And swampy is for kids as well. And the soils are brown. And the uh, W stands for waters, it's blue. The A stands for animals. There are bioindicators. We look at the health of animals in the ecosystem. M, mankind, womankind. And then that gets to not black or white, but a silver transition between the two. And then we have P is green for plants. And then we have Y is for the youth. And that's the yellow, like the sunshine. All right. Yeah, we're definitely going to put, um, put that acronym up so we can um, take a look at that and, re- and re- memorize that. I'm going to memorize that as well in every walk of life. So where I live um, in, a, in a high rise, and on the other side of our driveway is called a land conservancy. And so it's up on, you know, we're on the hill. So you look down and there's um, like a stream that, that goes by. So and I guess it comes when you, it's most active after a snow or after a rain. And then sometimes it can just, it looks like you have well, white caps down there, <laughs> you know, racing. And you can hear it, you know, it's this tranquil to listen to it. And so I've got some that is going to and it's flowing it out into the, um, the Cuyahoga River here um, in Ohio. So is that how, well, you know, what is, um, is that purpose, you know, to, is it redirecting the waters or is it keeping, you know, explain that, um, that yeah. process. I'm sure there are, there are other places too, not just here. Thanks. And also besides uh, permitting for the coal companies mm-hmm. in the coal industry, Kentucky, also got involved with urban planning, Audrey. Mm-hmm. And that's more urban concept where you have a lot of impermeable surfaces okay Mm -hmm. you take away the soils and the wetlands and you put in asphalt concrete a lot of the materials the oils the salts they run in to the the sewer systems the sanitary uh the drainage ways if you will and it's real important that wetlands often serve as buffers to catch a lot of these pollutants and impurities but the thing we also want to look at is ocean health because always remember that everything is upland, it all moves towards where? Towards the lower level based upon acceleration and gravity. And typically that ends up in our oceans. And then we have ocean issues like plastics, uh, impurities, uh, pollutants in our oceans that yes, they're big, but there was an old saying, Audrey, that I grew up, dilution is not the solution to pollution. Mm. Okay, (laughs) we can no longer uh, do that, take that anymore. Yes, definitely. Well, um, pursuant um, to that, as far as we, you know, you were talking about the youth. I'm thinking about your your swampy um, swampy name um, word, the acronym at this point. So we have programs for youth and how to get them involved because it's always we always have to like grab that 
um, in this case, you know, we're going down the chain, they're, they're going to be the ones that are going to be here to implement or keep programs going after we're no longer able or, or gone on, you know, as far as that, that's concerned. So um, what is the important role of your speaking and the types of things that you programs you have working with the youth? Okay, thanks. That's, uh, that's one of the fun things I had dressing up as Swampy because kids, I want to tell you guys also, I have like creatures attached to Swampy. I may have a snake around here, I may have a turtle, okay, I have frogs, and kids want to touch it, okay, because the sound radiates, and when my costume moves, okay, these creatures kind of move, and it's really like taking a living wetland to, to, uh, to the kids, mm -hmm. and what I've involved is, I've recently have finished my first book, Audrey, it's called, it's called Swampy and Friends, and long story short, it's for more elementary teaching the kids the basics. I know we talk about STEM and STEAM, and I have my own education called STREAM. Okay, tell us more about that. Yeah, it's like a science for ST for technology, uh, and the E is for engineering, the A is for arts, and the M is for mathematics. But what I use is R, which is for reading, writing, and English, which are three aspects that kids have to be proficient at when they take the ACT to go to college not covered by STEM or STEAM. Right. So, yeah, so that's what I tell them the basics, how to write a paper using an outline. Okay, the body, three points, excuse me, the introductory par paragraph. Then you have a body, then you have a summary. Okay, so that kid learns the kids learn the basics. Uh, and again, what I've got, I do visits. I also do virtual uh, webinars. And the exciting thing is, Audrey, I'm getting ready to promote a TV series, okay, called Swampy and Friends. Awesome. And I'm trying to... Can you, um, can you tell any, tell us anything about that? Or sure. Just, yeah, it's a fun thing. Without, you know, giving it away. Yeah, and you know, when we grew up, Audrey, what did we used to watch as kids, okay? It was Captain Kangaroo, right? That's right. He, the captain was there, and he had his sidekicks. He had Mr. Rabbit. He had Mr. Moose. He had Dancing Bear. Okay, and he had Mr. Green Jeans. But those were days when I was growing up, and it was fun to be a kid because you had somebody like a Mr. Rogers, okay, that every day you could go see and you could learn something about, and they were kind to one another. And I've got the same thing. I've got Swampy. I've got Kent Blade as a separate character. Then I've got a, uh, my friend, Old Cypress, okay? Mm -hmm. And Old Cypress talks about historically how the way you, the, the, our country used to be. And then I've got these characters called Hydric Heroes. And then I've got my beautiful dog, Josie. She's a swamp dog. Is she there with you? She's a Louisiana Is she sitting there with you now? Yeah, she's down there sleeping right next to me. Did she come up in the camera? I don't know. Well, do you want me to have her sing for you? Yeah, yeah. Hey, Josie. Hey, Josie, what you see? Ooh, look at Josie. That's Josie. She's lovable. She's uh, she's just awesome. She's yeah, at my feet right. every time. I, I thought we'd get a picture of her, but uh, yeah, we heard her though. <laughs> uh, I can send you one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, that's exciting. I was bringing our youth because making um, learning fun and but what they're learning is, is so important. And I, I think about now sometimes, uh, you know, see news reports or stories about young people who are really involved, you know, being activists for um, for climate change, different other parts of doing with the environment, communities, social justice. And, um, and it really does, you know, it takes us to open up 
you know, their minds to really, you know, to show them, show them that. So I really appreciate you being a part of that, that change there with the, um, with the environment in itself. And um, tell us about the background in your, in your photo there. <laughs> this is actually a bottomland hardwood swamp. Okay. As you can kind of see how it's got the water. Then you have the green stuff. See the green stuff over here. That might be duckweed. And then this was, you have different classifications of wetland. Like this might be uh, inundated dead. Okay, it might show all these stumps and so forth. Well, a lot of creatures will actually live in there. In Western Kentucky, we have a snake called the copper belly water snake. Okay, mm -hmm. a lot of these places harbor, for example, mosquitoes. And that's a big source of food for bats, which is the Indiana bat, which is endangered in the state of Kentucky. So that's the other thing that I get involved, Audrey, when I talk about Earth Day, I get involved talking about invasive species and then endangered species. Mm -hmm. I also talk about carbon, uh, climate, and, uh, and understanding the elements in our world. Uh, then I also talk about the history of environmental protection and urban planning. We touch base that. And then we talk about clean water and wetlands and, and that aspect, as well as a couple other subjects. One time I gave an eight-week podcast, Audrey, to Earth Day, eight weeks to Earth Day in 2019. And every week I talked about a certain subject. And for example, like on natural disasters, guess what was my theme music in the natural disasters? Oh, no, I don't want to guess. Tell us. <laughs> it was the Wizard of Oz. Oh. <laughs> I'm not sure if you remember that, but Dorothy's out there, okay? You got this twister going, and they go, Dorothy! Right? And Dorothy <laughs> is stuck, and she doesn't do it. So she lands in the house, and she gets her head hit, right? And then she spins, and she sees the Wicked Witch, right? And then, and then she lands. But it, that entire natural disaster, you know, I've worked with FEMA, Andre, and I've worked in Hurricane Wilma in 2005 and Hurricane Katrina. I was deployed to South Florida and I worked in what's called the Public Assistance Program. Okay. And we basically local with municipal governments and help them re repair their infrastructure. But that's the end result oftentimes of climate change. So I got a little wow. experience that area as well. Wow, wow, that's, um, that's amazing right there. That is crazy. Yep, so you really um, are deep into this and really involved in, in spreading that, that news. So on your, on your uh, I know we're gonna, you're gonna give us your website. So some of these webinars and things that you had mentioned um, in the past, I imagine are they available on your website or you're gonna do something new for Earth Day this year? Because um, I'm sure we, people would love to, to plug into you know, things you've done and what you're doing and to be able to learn and, and take part. Yeah, we wanna do what's called a virtual conference this year. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if y'all have been to symposiums or virtual conferences. Yes. We, have so we have software that's available where you look down on from looking up to the top down to it. It has a place where you register and you get your pamphlets. Then each room will cover a certain topic. Okay. And we have actually have it where your avatars on the screen, you can follow people and what rooms they're going to. Right. So you could go to a room and we will have like uh, videos. I'm big on YouTube. Okay, and people can go around each area. For example, one room might be endangered species. Another might be invasive species. Okay, what type of creatures, okay, are destroying the Everglades? Right now, they have a real problem with the Burmese python. It's eating all the, the native species in Florida. 
So that's what we want to try to do. Yeah, connect with me. Uh, my real quick, let me just tell sure, my, sure. my email is swampy at swampy.org. Very easy to remember. <laughs> okay, swampy at swampy.org. Yeah, um, definitely. It's not com, but it's dot org. Okay. And uh, also, I, I know uh, while we're talking about this as well, I'll get very excited. Clubhouse is, has been awesome. It's transformational. But don't forget me. I want to share with you some of those interesting stores, stories growing up as well, Aubrey. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, why don't we go ahead and, um, and share some of your stories now? Okay. Hey, great. Yeah, it's kind of unusual. And the funny thing is when you get on Clubhouse, okay, people have stories to tell. One of the stories they had the other day was what lifetime event in your life kickstarted your personal business. So like you're saying, Aubrey, I actually had a rock truck hit me in 1997. I came to and I had the engine sitting in my lap and I had a compound fracture and I had glass and metal. And I'm like, oh, I'm alive. Well, I scared them, Audrey, because they called it in as fatality, right? Wow. So I'm there. I'm like, okay. But the thing was, we have these unique things called shock, right? So I start cracking jokes, okay, like uh, Clint Eastwood or, or John Wayne, give me a piece of wood to chew on and some whiskey because you're going to use the jaws of life on me. You know, they didn't think that was funny. <laughs> but, but anyway, we did that. They flew me up in the helicopter. Uh, the people at the University of Kentucky Hospital, they, I owe my life to them as well. But then I had seven surgeries. They put rods and pins in my body. And wow. each surgery was different. You thought it'd be an, e an easy surgery. Before you know it, your life was hanging in the balance. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was one thing I wanted to share as far as the 97. The other thing that I need to share that's just kind of unique, I grew up in the 60s. Yes. Uh, we recently had an event. We were talking about one night in Miami. And I joined the clubhouse room and we were talking about four great African-American leaders, mm -hmm. uh, Malcolm X, uh, Muhammad Ali, uh, was it Sonny, uh, Sam Cooke? Yes. And Sam then uh, Jim Brown. Yes. Okay. So I'm like, man, I grew up with these guys. Back in our days, boxing was big. Louisville, where I live, was, is the home of Muhammad Ali. Mm -hmm. We knew him back at the time as Cassius Clay. Uh, so I watched him grow up. And the sad thing I have to say about uh, at the time, Cassius Clay, he had won gold medals for the United States and he could not even go into a cafe and get a drink. Yes. So story yes. has it that he took those gold medals and threw them into the Ohio River. Mm -hmm. But he went through a lot. A lot of times I compare, I did substitute teaching in one of my classes on Veterans Day. And I used an example with the kids there about Muhammad Ali versus Elvis Presley. Okay. And you could have heard a pin drop, but I grew up with that in the 60s, 60s. We had the Cuban Missile Crisis, uh, JFK, uh, a young nation's embodiment, OK, of youth and wanting to go to the moon. And he got shot. OK, later on, Martin Luther King, uh, the very leader who held this country together, who followed the principles of Gandhi. OK, yes. And what a leader, just his voice was charismatic. And then, of course, Bobby Kennedy. And then we had Watergate. We also had the 60s and hippies and drugs. And then we had the Vietnam War. Yes. Guys were given a hard time if they had hair over their ears. Okay. Mm -hmm. So all <laughs> this turbulence going on within roughly 10 years. But JFK said early on, let's send a man to the moon. And by 1969, yes, we landed a man on the moon. Mm -hmm. That's right. 
That's so right. great memories. I just like to share those with folks, you know? Yeah, right. It, you know, because all of those things, you know, where we are today, you know, that's the foundation of where we've come from. And, you know, the reason we're doing things, you know, you took up a cause, you, you came, you came out, you, you were born out of an era where, where people, you know, were activists for, for different things. And so you couldn't help but, but, you know, to have some, you know, to have your life, you know, have a purpose, you know, such as what you've chosen, um, you know, the environment. So, yeah. And you know what else we did, Audrey, later on, I didn't mention this. Oh, okay. Dur during my high school years, mm -hmm. we had what was called uh, busing. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Louisville was one of the prominent mm -hmm. locations in the country involving busing. Busing is basically where you take uh, more wealthy kids and bring them down, down to urban environments and take the kids from an urban environments and bring them out trying to mix. And this right. was based on a court case, okay? And you had a lot of people that didn't want to do that. That's okay? right, yeah. But it has really benefited our, our uh, city of Louisville, Kentucky. Okay. Yeah, good um, understanding of you know how each side lives and yeah. you know, oh, yes, things, I'm interaction. Yeah, yeah, because you're going to enact change or make a difference. You need to know, you know, understand like why am I making trying to make this difference and what's what's the real effect of of that. So yeah, the, um, exactly. I will tell you also that I went from making six million dollars, excuse me, six mm -hmm. figure salary mm -hmm. to being homeless within three uh, three years. Wow. And, and how um, what's the story be, behind that? Well, I, I didn't understand at the time. It's one of those interesting things when you look and you look back on your life and you say, oh, that's the reason I was like that. When I grew up, I'm what's called a bipolar creative. Mm -hmm. And a lot of creatives, whether it's uh, Michelangelo, uh, Van Gogh, uh, Robin Williams, okay, they deal in mental health with bipolars, which is somewhat manic depressive. Okay. You know? Yes. So I went through that. I, I couldn't hang on to a job. I was married for 28 years, mm -hmm. thankfully. Uh, I lost my father, by the way, when I was one. Wow. And I lost the mother when I was 12. And I grew up in an orphanage mm -hmm. in Louisville called the Masonic Home. Okay. And yes, I'm writing a book about it too, Audrey. Yeah, I can't wait to, um, <laughs> for that to happen. You definitely like, got to let me know about I'm that. Like Disney, exactly. Yeah, I'm trying to leverage what I'm doing, like yourself, okay? Mm -hmm. And that's the reason I love Clubhouse. It really is transformational. It is. It is. You meet so many like awesome people and it just brings you back to, I think, bringing back and, and lifts you up to the person, you know, that you needed to be because with this pandemic, you know, all the networking, face-to-face -face events and things we would have gone to and met people, you know, right. that was just shut out for 10 months. And so then here comes, you know, Clubhouse and people are really able to connect on a real, a real level, even though it's social media, I really feel like the people that I've talked to, I mean, just, you know, you and I, of, of course, you know, made a, made a connection, you know, among others, and it really made, it makes a difference. So I'm, I'm happy that, uh, you know, two kudos yeah. to the creators of that for sure. And I'm not sure folks know about Clubhouse, but it, initially I'll tell you that because we are welcome the community. It's primarily for folks who have an iPhone or mm -hmm. an iPad because it operates on the Apple iOS system, yes. number one. Number two, you get need to get an invite. And then once you're actually involved in Clubhouse, it's better for you to have both a Twitter account and at least an Instagram account, right. Instagram to DM folks like I did with you. Yes. Okay. Yes. And then the other thing is once you get in, the whole idea behind Clubhouse is audible. We actually listen to people talk. You can get on it and they won't even see you. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
but you can get on stage. And if you have a specific interest, like I have loved the environment and the planet. Yes. And I'm jumping to climate uh, again, whether I'm talking film, I've also, also got a film series that mm -hmm. I'm working on. And you learn so much for some very in interesting people. So, yeah, yeah, right. The tips and the, the, the how to's, because we, you know, as a creative person, we come up with the idea and, you know, okay, so how am I, you know, after beyond that, how do I really execute this to get it beyond, you know, my computer, you know, my own personal environment to really make that impact that you know that it was created for. Yeah. Swampy, you, you mentioned um, a, um, a minute ago about you're creating a film series. Let's, um, let's delve into that. Give us a little more information about that. Okay, great. I've got a uh, four episodes mm -hmm. that I'm trying to promote to folks with more resources that I do, but I've done an 18 minute animated movie. Oh, cool. And the Hadrick zone uh, involves like the twilight zone, right? So mm -hmm. I've got a character, he's a time traveler. His name is Kent Blade, right? So he lands and comes in face to face with famous and infamous people. And uh, the first one is called Rise of the Mutant Wetlands. And he, <laughs> comes, he comes face to face with Adolf Hitler. Okay? Oh, wow. And it's the embodiment of evil or ego. And it faces a creation where the creation, evil creation actually comes face to face with the pure epitome of evil. And I, it's more sci-fi for more adults in general. Mm -hmm. That's the first episode. The next one is called The Human Water Kick. And it's about in the future uh, when a company is working and trying to build the, the ultimate human being. And this guy gets bit by a mutant water tick Ugh. and well he's a wetland delineator okay and he turns literally turns in to a human water tick and this i'm an entomologist he has these mandibles that grow out okay and he has these antennas right <laughs> and he gets mad people get mad and they try to hurt him but he's got a real it's called a carapace it's very thick okay yeah <laughs> so he runs around <laughs> but anyway that's the second one i also incorporate history one of mine's called the uh, founding fathers in the fog mm -hmm. and that encompasses Ooh, i like that, that encompasses alexander hamilton for big government mm -hmm. and then thomas jefferson for states rights the more rural applications they have a squabble a difference of opinion in the great dismal swamp so who makes the call the founding father george washington oh, wow. and he actually lived and worked in the in the Great Dismal Swamp, by the way, as well. Oh, okay, that's awesome. Now you created um, the story, you know, the storyline and the um, the characters. You came, um, you 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 designed all of this, right? Correct. Yeah, that's that's exciting. That's exciting. Yeah, it's exactly. I mean, I but it's, I kind of feel like a Disney Audrey. Okay, I got all these things, and I probably need to stay focused, right? Disney swampy, Disney swampy. They're synonymous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Have fun. You know what I'm saying? I, You're uh, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So when um, when is the, the film series going to um, be released or um, is that in the works yet? It will. I'm still in the process of finding a producer mm -hmm. and I want to be involved in the production. I can tell you uh, helping uh, film uh, wannabe professors like myself, mm -hmm. the script is huge. I had a ghostwriter help me with the script. OK. Wow. And a lot of times the script will sell itself in Hollywood. OK. okay. So I've got one. It's not the greatest. But it's like, you know, the one thing that I can tell anybody, I've been to a swampy for like 25 years, again, 45. As you get at some point, it's hard to do these things yourself. If you want to do it on professionally and That's polish, you need to get the point that you can capture somebody's attention. Mm -hmm. They get that level. And that's yeah, that, yeah, that is so true. Um, 
because, you know, especially, you know, as entrepreneurs, you know, we hold our, our creations, you know, I'm guilty of this too, you know, so close, but at some point you're right, if you're good, if you want to, if the vision is really to be revealed the way it was intended, it's going to take a team for sure to make that happen. Yeah. And I'm trying to do that right now, Audrey. I'm trying yeah. to work with people globally. Microsoft yeah. has been kind enough to let me partner. Okay. So I may, I've got some licenses. I'm trying to partner with them. Mm -hmm. I've got over 13,000 videos and pictures. Wow. Wow. And wow. Yeah. So I'm like, I want to do this. And again, it's, it's good space. I was going to tell you one thing. I went on a cruise with Dr. Wayne uh, Dyer back in the day. It was a writer's cruise, eight day. And the one thing I wanted to leave you with Dr. Wayne Dyer was this one line, given the choice between right and kindness, choose kindness. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a fan of, um, you know, of his writings. My goodness. Swampy, you mentioned um, your nonprofit. Um, tell us about some of the programming or one of the most important things that you um, may be working on right now as far as um, swampy.org goes. Okay, thanks. My name of my non the nonprofit is Swampy Inc. And again, it's committed towards clean water, wetlands, and Earth Day. And right now, uh, I'm ongoing trying to get clean water for a 250 child orphanage mm -hmm. in Western Uganda, Africa. Wow. And I love clean water. I was involved with coal mining, so that gets involved with groundwater wells, etc. Mm -hmm. uh, they have an organization called One Million Wells, uh, Russell. Uh, also, Microsoft has been nice enough to let me partner with them, and uh, Bill and Melinda Gates are doing a lot of good things in Africa as well. So that's our real goal right now, is to get it for the kids, have the site protected, and have those kids get the water uh, for them and have it protected so it's a stable source. Right now, they're getting water that's rancid, and uh, they have to fight with malaria and mosquitoes. So we want to make their life uh, have a better future for them as well. Absolutely. That's, that's amazing. That's a definitely um, a pat on the back on, you know, for that one. You know, thanks for sharing that. Uh, we really do need to know, you know, about that. And I imagine, um, you know, when you have um, the website set up here that um, we'll be able to make donations or, you know, support you on the efforts that you're doing. Super. Thanks, so, Andrea. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, Swampy, um, if there's not anything else, I'm definitely um, excited to join up for, um, for our time that we spent together today, learning about you, Kentucky Glades, um, Swampy, and the different um, initiatives that you have going on, and, you know, just wishing, you know, the best for you, you know, going forward, Jeff, definitely. I so want to say one thing real quick. The closing word um, for you. Go ahead. And I want to say one thing real quick before we stop. I've okay. got a Cafe Press website. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I did see that on your, I went to your website and, and I saw is, the um, This is Earthling, right? Mm -hmm. It's a little swampy character and it's round, it's holistic. You can see the colors going around swampy. Yes. And it's the colors. And then one more thing mm -hmm. is this is one that I got. If you're interested, I've got the t-shirts, okay, with the swampy character for Earth Day. Oh, look and at I can that. put the name of your organization on top of it, okay, okay. as well. All right, cool. That'll be a great, um, a great sponsor opportunity for anybody, you know, seeing that definitely you want to Absolutely. plug in a Swampy and um, your email again. Swampy at Swampy.org or Kentblade at Swampy.org. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So definitely make sure you, you, um, you contact um, Swampy to be a sponsor or either just, you know, to pick up a shirt yourself, you know, for your class. That'll be awesome for whole, the whole, all the students in the class to have the shirt. And of course, the rest of us, OGs, oh, we have the, our, our mug. <laughs> 
right. drinking our morning brews or whatever tea or coffees or whatever, even our yeah. orange juice, we put it in that mug. Yeah, check on Amazon. I got a book, Swampy and Friends, as we okay. try to have a campaign. Audrey, okay. yeah, thank definitely. you so much for having me. I'm very excited. You got me all energized here. I know. I'm excited. So I'm glad about that we were able to connect there, like you said, on Clubhouse and um, bring a story out to yet another audience, for sure. Yeah, so thanks oh. again. Yeah, yeah, thank you. And then you, I want you to go out and make something awesome in your community. Let's make a difference around the world. Y'all join me too, exactly. Find Kent at swampy.org. That's swampy.org. To showcase on makesomethinghappen.tv or appear on any of our web shows, email studio at mwmg.tv. That's studio at mwmg.tv.